The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. Netap says, thank you for the answer. Spiritual teachers, Equator, talk about alignment with reality and a feeling of presence without their ego self, which means your mind calms down. You're the only guy I know who is aligned with reality and you are bringing the insights for what that feels like. It is why I'm struggling because it is confusing. First of all, spiritual teachers like Edward Toll are, in my opinion, very far from aligned with reality. And let me tell you why. Because they can do a lot more for the world than what they're currently doing. Also, their pursuit of money, which is the case with selling your teachings and all that stuff, making a business around your teachings is completely out of line, is not okay at all. So there's like, for me, the strongest way that I use myself to measure whether someone's teachings or insights are valuable is by looking at their actions because actions speak much louder than anything they say because if all their insights result in them being having a big villa and just enjoying the bay life it's a big indication that they are just full of shit basically of course there's quite some insights that can help people but i'm just saying at the end of the day what is very important to know is that actions is what defines who you are And your thoughts and your emotions can help you to see what is better and what is worse and find the direction and do what is right. But being stuck in your own thoughts or being stuck with your feelings without taking responsibility and ownership of the consequences of your actions is fundamentally dishonest and hypocritical. And that's why I think there is no emotion or there is no thoughts that can justify not taking responsibility of the consequences of your actions when you are capable of doing so. So, of course, if you're a child, you can argue. But as an adult, mature person, knowing the difference between right and wrong and knowing what you can do and knowing how your actions can have ripple effects and how it affects people around you and yourself, you owe it to what you are to be consistent and act accordingly. And that is something that is very simple. And it's basically the bottom line of everything I say every single day. And yet people are just watching the stream rather than taking action, whether it's applying or doing something that is more contributing to society or whatever. No, rather just uh, sitting comfy. And the thing is that it doesn't make you happy. It doesn't make you fulfilled. And it's also not attractive. It doesn't give you career. It doesn't give you a good relationship. It's just overall minus EV way of going about life. And crazily enough, it is just because the interval of which you go through life is just now. I want to feel good now. But the thing is just valuing feeling good literally narrows down your entire awareness to the moment while in reality life is more than just the moment. It embodies evolution, it embodies where you came from and where you're going and having this very focused now mentality, oh I want to be comfy now, literally goes at your comfort, overall comfort in your life. So if you take your life as a unit and you go about life in a very impulsive, right now, I want to feel good way, you will literally lead a a lot less fulfilling, um, a lot more suffering life than one where you just say, like, I'm going to take ownership, be responsible and take my life in hands and just do what I got to do. And even though people know that and realize that, 
the reason why they don't do it is because they have the choice, because it works, because they can get away with it. And yeah, it's, it's just a shame. But yeah, it is what it is. I always say like there's people that come over here, right, that sometimes really are blown away by what they're capable of doing. And being able to be in the right environment and the right stimulation can greatly enhance your cognitive abilities and also the extent to which you can do good in the world. So I would really advise. Apply! Unks says, life is about what you have to do, not what you want to do. This changed my life. Unks, it's true though. Life is not about what you want. It's indoctrinated. You know, what you want just doesn't even make sense. The idea of doing what you want is completely delusional. It's like if you want to blow up the moon or if you want a bath in the sun, like people will call you crazy. They will say like, you what? But what if that's what you want? They would say like, yeah, man, you cannot just want that. You got to want what is plausible, right? But where do you draw the line between this is plausible and this is crazy? Because what I think is, you know, wanting to sit on your ass and have a comfy life while you can save other people's lives is for me also batshit insane. I want to be free at the cost of other people working for me. It sounds quite closely to what happened a few hundred years ago, except it's been disconnected. We actually live in a modern day slavery, except slavery has been pushed to other countries. You don't see it. You just get your nice little uh, luxury sent to you at very cheap prices. You don't think about why that is, but it's because other people are working in sweet shops and shit like that to provide for your clothes, to provide for your luxury, for your freedom. It's fucking batshit insane. When you learn new stuff, do you have a specific way of doing it? Yes. The way I learn stuff is not by focusing on learning, but is by learning as I try to put it into action. So I don't learn as a goal. I learn as a tool. And everybody learns as a tool. I'm going to tell you guys something very interesting. When you go to university for the sake of learning, that's not truly the case. You go to university for the sake of learning because your parents tell you to do so. But if you take ownership of your own life and your own decisions, then you don't go to university to learn. You go to university so you know how to do stuff and to put it into practice. But if you go to university for the sake of learning, just for the sake of it, you do it for the eyes of others. Because learning is merely a tool to help you take action. And even learning for the eyes of others is also a tool to gain prestige. And that's also a tool to be more safe. But the thing is, what is way more safe is take ownership and learn as you do stuff. So that's why people learn here so quick. Like Rasmus, when he did an interview, right? He said that he gave up on IT because he thought he couldn't do it. And then when he came here, it came naturally. He just learned naturally because he was working on projects and he learned to fix what he had to do. If you come over here and you get a project, you go like, okay, you got to, you know, make this in the game. Then you got to start thinking creatively on how to resolve this problem. And as you go finding solutions and trying to find solutions, you learn. So learning from a solution point of view is way better than learning from a problem mindset. And that's the thing. People that think in problems is because they have the luxury to have other people solve their problems. But if you are taking ownership, you don't think in problems anymore because you know it's up to you to fix them. It's a very big difference. If you go through life, right, and every time you feel like complaining, every time you feel like bringing up a problem, instead you reflect and go like, how can I fix that? Your awareness and the way you look at things will change completely. I've already said that many times, right? Whenever something goes wrong, I never, ever 
on a fundamental level, blame others. I always think, what could I have done to avoid it? Because at the end of the day, it's the only thing I have truly control over. And sometimes stuff happens where someone really fucks up big time and I blame myself because I thought, hmm, maybe I could have put the checks and balances to make sure this wouldn't have happened. And that's the thing. If you take ownership over everything as you go through life, there is just taking action or acceptance. Nothing in between. But if you try to always put your ownership and your control to others, then you have all this belief and all this chaos and confusion where when you go through life, you blame others. You blame others for how you feel. You blame others for what you think. You blame others for what happens. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. When you take ownership, you just see things and you try to come with solutions. It's what being mature is. It's taking responsibility, looking at the consequences of your actions and be responsible. It's very simple. It's the truth. It's more honest. It has more integrity. And it's very simple for you guys to wrap your head around it. You guys understand this. And you know it's true. Your path is the least resistance. There is actually way easier than higher education. What the fuck you on about? The path of least resistance is not defined by how much work you have to do. The path of least resistance takes into account all your neural network. So if your parents are really pushing you or whatever, if you take everything together, that is a path of resistance. Everyone follows the path of least resistance. There is no such a thing as not being able to follow the path of least resistance when you take into equation all the components. It's like water flowing down a mountain. Sometimes it can go through obstacles and stuff. And maybe there is a shortcut. But if the water doesn't know, it just flows through the obstacles. And you might say like, yeah, that's not the path of least resistance. This shortcut would be even more less resistance. But that's the beauty of life. We've become more advanced at following the path of least resistance because we can see shortcuts. And if certain things take activation energy, we can go through it to achieve a better end state. We are just entropic machines. Nothing more, nothing less. And we cannot get away from that just as much as we cannot get away from gravity. So when I say path of least resistance, I'm not trying to diss anyone because I know that's how it is. I'm just trying to make you guys clear that the path of least resistance is not going to university, but rather taking ownership and taking action and gaining experience as you do stuff and think for yourself. That's all. will yield way better results. There are bad examples everywhere and it would be foolish to use small sample size to prove your point. Education is, in most of the world is completely free if not paying. Well, I wouldn't say it's completely free. I mean, even in the more developed countries, there is certain... Well, it depends when you're from a poor family, depending where you come from. But this is debt. But what I think is even crazier than the debt is the time you waste. Some people go to university for six years, right? Man, in that six years, you can grow to become so competent and so much more independent than doing university. And I've seen it here. People that have come over here have grown exponentially faster than when they were in the university. Like I've done quite a lot of interviews also with Rasmus, one example. Nine months here, he said he grew four times faster than the past seven years. I mean, you have to put that in perspective and contributing to a better world as well. I know it's a very triggery topic. There was also another guy that was here. He actually went to university, like from uh, Oxford, right? He went back to have a meeting. But what I wanted to say is he was one of the best students in Oxford and he came over here and he learns here exponentially more than what he learned at Oxford. And he was one of the best students. And he just said, that, fuck this shit, it's meaningless. People that are very intelligent and take ownership realize how big of an opportunity it is to come over here and work with very independent, intelligent people. 
Do you make your workers make shoes if they aren't smart enough? That's a good question. Meow. 56. When people are coming over here and have very little cognitive capacity, I deem it my responsibility to get them into it. And there is a few people that came over that are very, very bad at anything cognitive and are really good at practical tasks. They can just, you know, do the kitchen stuff, everything nice and slick. And they even want to keep doing that. There's literally people that came over here, right? I'm not making this shit up. And it's mainly people that are a bit older. They say like, I feel good just doing the kitchen all day. And I don't think it's the right thing. I want them to learn a skill set. So they get motivated to learn coding. And now, you know, a lot of these people that came over that end up staying are good coders. I mean, Rasmus is a good example. Like coding was just out of his world. But take these challenges, try it. And if they get the responsibility, right? And the ownership of their own little project, man, you grow so much. It's so awesome. Like it's not so great if you are stuck, but if you get the right feedback and people help you, it's awesome to learn. And it's like your inner child starts reliving again because you took for granted. The only thing I can do is just practical grindy job. Suddenly you realize, wait, I got a brain. I have the ability to learn. I have the ability to become a creator. That's what we activate here. We turn people into creators, into visionaires, all for free. And people still say like, a thing. how much do I get paid? I only play video games at my home. I have zero skills. But when I come, I want $10,000 a month because else I'm still playing video games in my mom's basement. What you going to say now, a thing? You're not going to take advantage of me. Well, people here are learning coding, move out, get 10K a month in Insta hired. Where are you going to get hired with your basement game skills? Then you go to university, go into debt because, you know, your mommy or puppy told you so or your friends. And then we go home, you play video games, maybe you fail a year or whatever the fuck. And then you think you have any value to give. It's a freaking honor for you to come over here, not the other way around. It's a privilege. And that door is closing. What do you think is the best way to quit drinking alcohol when it's the only thing that makes my social circle do it together anymore? I wouldn't want to go out with them because I wouldn't be drinking. Buckleaf, I'm going to try to explain this. And I think I can explain it. Let me ask you a question, Buckleaf. And it's not just to Buckleaf, it's to everyone. What would be my motive to go out of my way to help you when the only thing that keeps you busy is yourself? And if I would just be busy with myself, I'd have better things to do than help you. Why would I go out of my way to help anyone in the stream? If all you guys care about is yourself, why shouldn't I care about myself and, you know, have a much easier time? I want to know that. Because that's the reality. Whenever people come and ask me advice, why would I even, you know, go out of my way to try and help you? It's all for themselves in your world, right? It's a hostility. It's either you or someone else. So why would I give my trust and my time for you when the only thing you do is make it about yourself? What's in it for me? Stream content, viewer retention, I don't know. I don't care about stream content. I don't care about viewer retention either. I can make bank just like that. I don't need that stuff. Why would I even stream? I could literally live on Hawaii from now on with Reese if I wanted to. We got the money. <laughs> well, he got the money. I can live a really nice bay life for the rest of my life. I don't need to do any of this shit. Repeat myself every day. I don't have to make a game. I don't have to run this place. Why am I doing it? Did you guys actually put yourself in my shoes? Does anyone do that? Think, what is it to be a thing? Waking up, working for a better world. Why does he do that? Is he crazy? Making the world a better place for all future generations. But what is it in for me? Because I'm Jesus? Is that how you call it? Nah, man. I ain't no Jesus. 
From that worldview, Jesus wasn't the smartest. He ended up on the cross. He could have lived a much better life if he was more self-oriented. So even if you could go back in time, you'd go, hey, Jesus, chill the fuck down. You're going to end up on the cross, yo. Why would he sacrifice himself for all the sins of humanity? What does he gain from that shit? Come on, man. If life is all about yourself, why the fuck would I care about you? Why would anyone care about you? Why would anyone unconditionally love you? If life is all about yourself anyway, how can you trust anyone? How could you even trust yourself if you would be put into a room with yourself? You can't. Whenever you come with your self-centered questions, right? If I would return you the favor and put a mirror in front of your face, the only thing I would do is see how I could exploit you and take advantage of your weakness. That's all. So why would you even expose yourself to such a thing? If that's the world we live in, if it's all hostility, then the only thing that you can get is me finding a weak spot to hustle you. Nothing more, nothing less. You cannot gain. And that applies to everyone that makes life about themselves. On the other hand, if your worldview is one where you care about others, then you have a different paradigm. You can trust people, people have your back, you can love and can be loved. But if life is all about you and that's all you care about, or what your friends think about you, and when you wake up, that's all you care about, what other people will think about you or whatever, your nice little car or whatever the fuck, if that's literally what keeps you busy day in, day out, then why would anyone have to go out of their way to care about you? And maybe I learned this from my mother. Maybe I learned caring for others from my mother because she always put me first. She went through hell to make sure we had food on the table because I come from a poor family. She always did her best to shield off the problems in the family too, whether they're financial or whatever. I never had to carry the burden. And once I grew up and I had a proper age, very young already, I wanted to do good. I wanted to change the world. It was my dream since I was a kid. Maybe it was that. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe when they people grow up and their parents are really self-centered and you're just a tool, maybe then you become less capable of truly caring. I don't fucking know. I have no idea. Because my siblings are very, very self-centered too. I don't know, man. I just find it very fascinating that you guys can look at the world and blind yourself to your own potential, to your own growth and those of others. While opening your eyes is so much more alive. Why go through life blinded when you can just open your eyes? Okay, it can hurt. Okay, sometimes things are hard. But man, oh man, it's so much more fulfilling. It's so much more meaningful. Do you know why I cannot make life about myself? Even when I was having dildo shoved up my anus when I was younger? Due to, you know, all the reality checks? Do you know how I could get away with it? Because I knew that the alternative was death. If I would choose to make life about myself... I just understood that I'm accepting death because everything would end when I drop dead. What's the meaning? What's the meaning of anything I do? I knew that I would give up on what life is about. On a fundamental level, I knew it didn't make sense to make life about myself. I knew that following the path of doing what I believe is right would directly result in me experiencing nothing, emptiness. I knew it immediately when I was a kid, so I could not accept it. No matter how much obstacles I experienced, I could not accept to give up. I wouldn't just give up on myself. I would give up on everything because I see myself in everyone. And if I can't do it, then no one will. I took ownership on a fundamental level. And that's why I am where I am. I'm not where I am because I gave away my responsibility. I would just be doing a nine to five job. 
I am where I am because I took responsibility and I never gave up. I will never give up doing the right thing because doing so is worse than dying. And it's that simple for me. And it's because I have a big perspective. Maybe it's because I was smarter when I was a kid. I don't fucking know. But I just know it's just a losing bet to make life about yourself. I didn't want to lose. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.